You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. It's the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. We like to uh, visit our friends at HockeyProspect.com throughout the season, get the inside scoop on some players that we need to know for the 2019 NHL Draft. Pleasure to be joined once again by Dustin Braxman from HockeyProspect.com. Welcome back to the Pipeline Show, Dustin. Thanks for doing this. How are things? Yeah, things are well. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Um, we're just trying to dodge this insane weather we're having up here, but other than that, things are well. Now, what neck of the woods are you in? Where are you? I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, and we've just been getting pummeled with snow the last couple of weeks. Oh, we're, they're running out of places to put it. <laughs> you're getting snow. Uh, everybody, a lot of other places are getting cold. It's been really cold here. Uh, you getting the cold too? We had that before the snow. Yep. That's right. We're getting a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, we saw that. I saw the uh, the people throwing water in the air in Chicago and stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the hockey and uh, lots of guys we want to chat about today on the Pipeline Show. We're going to start off with a couple of high school kids, and one of them is Rhett Pitlick, who I I noticed right away with uh, your most recent uh, top thirty-one at HockeyProspect.com coming in right at thirty-one and. Uh, this is a guy you guys have identified as uh, maybe somebody who was off the radar earlier in the year, but uh, you guys have certainly picked up on him now. Tell me why. Yeah, it, it comes from increased viewings, really. Um, I saw him in the fall um, playing like uh, Elite League, which is basically a Minnesota high school all-star league, basically, and he was just okay. But, um, you know, those teams, they're not playing with their normal players, and it's a little bit strange for them to get going in that league. So as the viewings kicked up with his team in Chaska and you started to see his skill and his speed and how he can create, um, we just kind of ticked up the viewings on him. And in a draft where there doesn't seem to be a lot of elite offensive skill, and I don't really want to call him elite, but he has more offensive skill than a lot of other guys at the top end of the draft. So um, it's somebody that we wanted to put on the radar and it's somebody that's rising in our rankings for sure. Um, I can't remember one person on our staff that really had a bad report on him. So um, I just saw him last weekend when I was up in Minnesota, um, and he was fantastic. I think he had four assists in the game. Um, he's a speedy player. He, he plays with a lot of speed, and he can match his skill with his speed, which uh, makes him really dynamic with the puck. If you want to like pick apart his game a little bit, he doesn't really compete quite as hard as he could to get the puck, but he has it all the time. So – um, he's just a creator in the offensive zone. He has good vision. He can kind of um, hop in and out of holes in the offensive end, and um, he can create a lot of space for his teammates. So uh, he's a player that's rising for us. Um, I'm not sure if he'll stay at 31 or if he'll move up or move back. Um, kind of, I'm going to try to see him a couple more times here, and hopefully he gets to the USHL here at the end of the year once his high school season because I think um, to see him against some older competition would um, – would certainly help us out in figuring out exactly where we want to slot him in our final rankings. Well, I'm glad you say that because that's where I was going to go next. Is I mean, he just turned 18, but 18 years old, he's got 61 points in 25 games of playing high school hockey. It almost it, it makes me wonder: is he being challenged? Is he just too good for that level? Why isn't he in the USHL at this point? I know it's Minnesota, and that's got its own hockey yeah. culture. But when you're mm-hmm. trying to compare him to USHL guys, or he's in Minnesota, so he's WHL territory guys in mm-hmm. that would be playing up here is that a difficult task to do and i guess when you say you hope you see him in the ushl at the end of the year i'm guessing it is a challenge well it is because it's not that the competition's weak as far as like across the board um i saw him against the dyna which is a top team 
and he still had, was able to make plays and still create. So even against the elite programs in Minnesota, some programs that really can throw two, three lines at you and two, two pairs of defensemen at you, he was still able to um, do what he does best and, and convert. I think he had a four assist game versus a Dinah who's the top team in the state. So, um, you know, it, it, you just have to pick your spots on when to watch him. And, you know, in the USHL, you know, you never know. He, it may, he may not really produce very well in the USHL when he gets there. It's, it's strange to him. It's a different league. He's not playing with the same players he's been playing with three months in. Mm-hmm. So you have to take that with a little bit of grain of salt as well, where, you know, just because he's not performing at the USHL level in the spring doesn't mean that he's not the player you thought he was. It's a different situation for him. He's away from home. He's away from the people he's been playing with for three or four years. So you have to factor all that in as well. Having said that, you'd like to see him play against, you know, deeper teams, which is what I've tried to find in the schedule in the high school ranks. And it'll be easier to find in the fall if he joins uh, the USHL. Yeah, that makes sense. He's got a teammate at Chaska that uh, we're going to chat about as well. His name is Mike Coster. He's a defenseman, though. But, again, putting up a ton of points. He's got 59 points in 24 games as a defenseman. Uh, he turns 18 in a couple of months, uh, so before the draft. But uh, what, do, what can you tell me about Coster? I saw him one game at the Helenka gretzky Cup this past summer. Mm-hmm. Can't say he really did anything memorable in that outing, but, again, right. one game. So uh, what can you yeah. tell me about him? Well, he's a puck-moving defenseman. He's a little bit undersized. I think he's probably 5'10 or 5'11, and that's maybe putting it generously. So, um, But he gets up in the play. Um, he he can create. He can end-to-end rush the puck. Um, he doesn't hold on to it longer than he has to. A lot of times he'll, he'll gain zones uh, as much as he can and then try to get the puck up to his forward. So it's not like he's, he's going end-to-end every shift or anything like that. But He's a puck mover and he's very, he's very skilled. So he can, he can beat guys one-on-one. He can buy time. And, um, his skating probably, if, if you want to talk about a 5'10 defenseman, it's probably not as dynamic as you'd like it to be, but he's a pretty mobile and he has the hands and feet that can allow him to be elusive and avoid the forecheck and get the pucks out of his own end. Um, probably lacks some top end speed and explosiveness at this stage, but he still needs to add, he still needs to get stronger and he still needs to add some strength in his lower body and his skating could, he could add some explosiveness down the road. But as far as an undersized defense, and he probably doesn't have the footwork you, you'd like out of if you were going to draft him real high, but he's a player that um, I've followed all year. I haven't checked him off my list or anything like that. So it's a player that's stuck around that I, that I want to, I want to see more of, um, and he can certainly create offense. Uh, his shot gets through from the point. Um, if you want to, his defensive game, he, he's a little soft uh, in front of his own net. And in puck battle, he kind of uses his skill to win the puck rather than using body leverage or being physical on guys. So you'd like to see him uh, use a little bit more grit and play with a little bit more of an edge at times. Mm-hmm. But he's a very offensive. He's a guy that's probably going to rack up a ton of points in college. He's, he's going to run the power play at the university of Minnesota when he gets there. Um, and he's going to be a fun player to watch, I think. So more of a, a mid to late round pick though, but uh, that could actually a couple of years from now look like a pretty solid fifth or sixth round kind of guy. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, you don't want to pull the comparison game, but undersized defensemen like that, they're going to take time. Right. So, you know, I think uh, a team, there's going to be a couple teams that really like his skill set and are going to, are going to take him based on that. And then they're going to let him develop in college. They're not going to rush him. It's not going to be a one or two year thing. They're going to let him develop his all around game, 
let him get stronger, which he's going to need to do. Um, and it's going to be a long-term project for anybody that drafts him, but there's just too much skill there to ignore. Well, his teammate next year will be Ben Brinkman, who is with the Minnesota Golden Gophers this year. He's a late 2000-born player, early October, so uh, just missed last year's draft by uh, about three weeks. Uh, not an offensive guy, at least not yet at the collegiate level. What can you tell me about Brinkman? Yeah, um, he's a player I've saw a ton of over the last couple of years, both in Minnesota High School, out of Edina High School, and um, saw him quite a bit at Minnesota this year, too, with uh, kind of catching Minnesota games while I'm up there doing Minnesota High School. So, um, you know, he's more offensively gifted than his points will dictate to you. He plays, I haven't seen him play a shift on the power play. I mean, he maybe got one here or there, but he gets zero power play time. I think he put up close to 60 points in Minnesota high school in like 30 games last year. So he has offensive skill. He has a big shot from the point, but there's been nights when I've watched the Gophers and he's been their best defenseman. He has good gap. He has, he has good footwork. He's defensively minded. He, he can seal guys off, keep people out of the middle of the ice. Um, he, he's really smart with his stick. He's, he's just he's been a really solid piece. Obviously, there's been some growing pains. He could still be playing Minnesota high school. He he elected to escalate his schooling and join uh, the Gophers this year, so he could still be playing for Adina this year. And I can't imagine how good that team would be with him there. But um, you know, if you want to talk about some uh, two defensemen that were drafted by Ottawa last year, Jacob Bernard Docker and um, Johnny Tikonic out yeah. of the BCHL. You know, Johnny has five points through, you know, this point of the season for North Dakota. And, um, you know, he, he was known as a pretty offensive-minded defenseman as well. So it's not easy for these young kids to put up points at the college level. So I kind of – you kind of got to ignore that, especially in Brinkman's case because he's not getting a lot of offensive opportunities. But um, he's he's been able to, you know, do some good work on the penalty kill. And for a seventh – well, kid, I guess he just turned 18 in the fall – for an 18-year-old, he's adapted really well for college hockey, and um, I think he's going to go higher than a lot of people think. That's just my personal opinion. Um, our staff across the board probably isn't as high on him as I am right now, but um, I think there's going to be one or two teams that um, kind of can see through it and are going to take him a lot higher than uh, some people think. He's kind of fallen off a lot of people's radar this year just because the offensive output hasn't been there. All right, well, we'll watch for that. Uh, that's Ben Brinkman, uh, joined by Dustin Braxma from HockeyProspect.com. Go to that website and stay up to date on everything you need to know for the 2019 NHL Draft. Uh, let's go to Ryder Donovan, another high school kid. He's playing uh, in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, now, this is a big forward. He's listed at 6'4 and 195-ish pounds, at least on the sheet that I'm looking at. Uh, and uh, he is going to the University of Wisconsin, so you'll get to see a lot of him. Uh, starting next year, but uh, what you've seen from him in high school, what sort of impression does he make on you? Well, he's he's a little bit of a different player to try to figure out because his team is not nearly as good this year as they were last year. I saw him last year, and he was much more, his points were through the roof. He was much more dynamic, but this year he's forced to do a lot of the lifting himself. He plays, I don't know, over half a game. I mean, he's he's running the point on the power play. He's playing on the penalty kill, but what I really like about Donovan is obviously his size. He's not fully physically there yet. He's only 195 pounds or so, but his skating stride is deceptively quick. Like it doesn't look like he's putting a lot of effort into it. He, he just kind of, but he gets there and um, he closes on people really fast. He has a long reach and he can kind of eat up ice down the middle. Um, 
I think his offensive skill, he has a, he has the ability to get the puck into scoring areas. I mean, you could, he'll have a defenseman on him and he'll just kind of do a little pivot off and throw the puck to, you know, and I, I saw him a couple of times, maybe like a month ago during a game, maybe two months ago. I can't really remember when it was, but he just kind of evaporated the guy, the fenceman was on his back. He just kind of turned and he threw a beautiful backhand pass to the slot and his teammate just couldn't finish on the chance. So, you know, those are points that, you know, you kind of give them on the scout sheet, but it doesn't show up on the game sheet. You know what I mean? So, um, I think there's a lot of uh, raw talent there. Um, I think he, he needs to harness it a little bit. He needs to develop. He's a little bit of a raw prospect, but he has a big shot. And he has a big one-timer. Um, I think there's some upside there. I think he's going to, he's another one where he's kind of fallen off the radar because of his points dipped, yeah. but, um, um, I think, uh, he just switched his commitment to university of Wisconsin. I think he's going to, he is another player that's going to take some time. I think at the college level, I don't think he's going to be like a one and done type of player. I think he, he's going to need some coaching and to get stronger, but, um, there's some really intriguing raw tools there that I like about his game. Uh, and he's another late birthday, early October as well. Um, mm-hmm. so, but, so I actually, I'm a little surprised that his points aren't better than what they are. You, you mentioned he was on a much better, much, his team was much stronger, uh, last year and, uh, he's doing, he's yeah. the, he's the go-to guy this year. Still at 37 points doesn't wow me. Um, so we'll see, mm-hmm. see how that uh, evolves uh, for him over the rest of the season. Uh, let's go to a couple guys in the USHL and Bobby Brink, one of the, uh, highly ranked guys uh, for the 2019 draft out of that league. That's not with the program. Uh, you guys have mm-hmm. 15th right now uh, in your top 31. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is a guy, obviously, who has impressed you. Yeah, he has. Um, we were kind of cautious on him to start the season um, just because we wanted to see him. He's not the biggest kid. I think he's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, something like that. And up until now, we had only seen him play you know, Minnesota High School last year for Minnetonka, and then he played a couple of games with the uh, national team development under 17 team, I think, last year in the playoffs. So, um, we wanted to kind of hold off to see what he could do against older competition. And he took off from the season, from the start of the season, and he's just gotten better and better. Um, highly skilled player, but the thing that stands out most about him is his hockey sense, his hockey smarts. He knows where to be on the ice. And then you combine that with, like, his work ethic and um, how he doesn't give up on pucks. And you just have a dynamic offensive player. And, you know, he went down with an injury for about a month there. He was out of the lineup. and you could tell that that team struggled and his line struggled to produce without him on it. So I know a lot of people were wondering, was it Martin Pospisil? Was it Calgary draft pick? Who's driving that line? Was it Marcus Kelly on Kelly who came over from Finland? Who was driving that line? But when he went out of the lineup, it was pretty evident that he was an integral part of that team. And that's why we have him ranked so high is his, his, um, his ability to score big goals. Um, he, he tends to have another gear when he needs to, and he can turn it on and he can make things happen. So, um, we instantly moved him up and he stayed right there. Um, and I, you know, it's going to take something drastic as far as players below him, um, to move him out of his spot, I think. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see him at the World Junior A Challenge, but ended up leading that tournament in scoring. It's only six games, but he had eight points and he had the same amount of points as, uh, Vasily Podkolzin, who's uh, ranked obviously in the, uh, in the top five for the uh, the draft this year, so that's a yeah. notable uh, a development for him this season as well. Um, you mentioned the size; is it a concern, or are we at that point now in this day and age where size we're looking past that? 
I think we're getting to that point now. I think if you're if you're starting to, you know, when you want to factor in size to the other parts of his game, maybe you can kind of compare. Okay, give this skill set to a six-two person versus a five-eight person. Are you gonna are you gonna take the six-two person? You know what I mean. But other than that, it's really not because um, his compete level and his hockey sense, and he knows where to be. I think we're past that. If you're if you're drafting pure on size, I think you're doing a, you're doing yourself a disservice in in 2019. Like even five six years ago, I could think you know yeah you're gonna you're gonna, you got to look for size. You know it's it's tough to find a first round draft pick that's under six feet. There's usually one or two of them a year, mm-hmm. but I think that's gonna tick up. I, I just think um, the game's changing, and you have to be able to get around. You have to be able to skate. You have to be able to um, get to those areas quicker now and. Um, it's not so much the size as it's the it's the hockey sense and the speed. Well, Bobby Brink, you have it 15 at this point uh, for the uh, 2019 NHL draft. Uh, at 21 is Ryan Johnson, defenseman with the uh, Sioux Falls Stampede. Uh, he's got you know, average size, six foot, uh, and but not uh, not very thick yet. Only 160 ish pounds, 165 somewhere in there. But another future uh, Golden Gopher. So the Gophers uh, recruiting uh, looks like is a. Uh, uh, pretty good once again. Uh, tell me about Ryan Johnson and why he's a first rounder for you. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't know we had so many gopher commits on our <laughs> list here, but, um, yeah, he's, um, he's a fantastic skater. That's the first thing you notice. Obviously, I think that's well documented how well his skating is. He just like had a growth spurt within the last year, year and a half. Cause I remember I saw him play midget last year and he was nowhere near six feet tall. So, um, he, he sprouted up. So obviously he needs to, you know, strengthen up yet, but, his mobility and the way he uses his skating and defending and keeping his gap is excellent. He, he's a fantastic defenseman. Um, I think he's starting to find his way offensively in the USHL. I don't think he's completely there yet. Um, comparing his game to midget, which, you know, is tough to do, but he was up and down the ice a lot more. And he just seems more, at least in my viewings of him this year, he seems more tentative I guess would be a good word to jump in the play or lead the rush up ice so um I think his points would be a little bit higher if he was more aggressive offensively but that doesn't mean he doesn't have the offensive skill because he certainly has the footwork and the hockey smarts to you know open up lanes from the point and um I think he's still trying to figure out his way in the USHL but um his skating and his defensive positioning and just the tools and the hands he has um, make him, you know, he has a high ceiling going forward for sure. All right. I may have sold him short on the, not short, but the light. I may have been light on him. Uh, the USHL website has him at 162 pounds, but the updated uh, list from Central Scouting has him at 173 pounds. So he may have okay. uh, put on a little bit here over the course of the mm-hmm. season. Uh, all right. Well, that's a terrific rundown on a, a bunch of the guys who, uh, we need to know for the 2019 draft uh, out of the USHL or some high school guys as well. Uh, before the draft, I'm sure we'll have you on at least one more time and a bunch of other USHL guys that we need to talk about as well. Dustin, as always, terrific uh, to get a chance to chat with you once again. What's uh, coming up next at HockeyProspect.com? Well, right now we're kind of uh, in the midst of limiting our lists a little bit and trying to get trying to get more viewings on the players higher in our rankings. You know, I think we kind of got it figured out. Um, our final rankings will be coming out shortly. I think in the next week or two, um, we want our final rankings up until the black book coming out. So wow. we're all trying to we're all trying to jam in some extra viewings before we send Mark our updated rankings here. 
um, just to try to, you know, we want to get, you know, as close, as many viewings as possible before we send him where we're at. So, you know, we're going to have our new rankings coming out, and then it's all about, you know, getting dialed in the, in the spring here and um, trying to get in uh, up, our, up our viewings on the top guys and try to get our, um, you know, the top 31 and the top 62 get the most publicity, right? So you want to make sure you get those um you want to get those as dialed in as you can. So that's kind of where we're going forward right now. Awesome. Hope we can call you again in a couple of months. Appreciate it. Thanks, Keith. This is Dustin Braxma from HockeyProspect.com with uh, half a dozen guys that uh, you need to know a bit better for the 2019 NHL draft. And it uh, brings us up to speed on those guys. And always great to uh, talk to the uh, scouts from HockeyProspect.com because you know they're in the rank and actually watching these guys and not just watching them on video or on their uh, computers at home or something like that. Red Pitlick, Mike Coster, Ben Brickman, Brinkman, excuse me, Bobby Brink, Ryder Donovan, and Ryan Johnson. A couple of those guys could be first round picks in uh, Brink and uh, Johnson. We'll see how it all unfolds, though, as uh, June comes around. But between now and then, uh, make sure you go to hockeyprospect.com and consider uh, signing up for one of their packages. You can also see the uh, top 31 for free at hockeyprospect.com. And make sure you uh, check out the Black Book when it is available because the Black Book is is the benchmark for the industry. That's for sure. Fantastic. It is a a great volume of information that any draft junkie can't do without. Speaking of the NHL draft, we're going to end the show with a pair of 2019 draft spotlight segments. The first is with uh, Alex Vlasic, big defense with with the U.S. National Development Team, the U18 squad, and a guy who's generating lots of hype as a potential uh, first round pick, maybe probable first round pick. Big defenseman, six foot six, Alex Vlasic. Hear from him next here on the Pipeline Show. Hey, this is Jack Rosovic from the U18 National Team. Clayton Keller. Hey, this is JC Comfer. Hey, it's Joel Farabee from Team USA. Hi, I'm Hudson Fashing. Hi, it's Brady Shea. Hey, this is John Gibson from Team USA. This is Jordan Greenway. This is Matias Samuelson. Hey, this is Sonny Milano from the US NTDP. This is Oliver Wallstrom. Hi, this is Alex Tuck. This is Ryan Lindgren. Hi, I'm Steven Santini, and I play for the U18 national team. How's it going? Casey Fitzgerald with the national team. Hey, it's Austin Matthews. Hi, this is Jacob Truba from the USA Under-18 national team development program, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. Nothing compares to the smile on a child's face after their wish has been granted. The Rainbow Society of Alberta is dedicated to granting wishes throughout the province to children who have been diagnosed with a life-threatening or severe chronic medical illness. And you can help too. View the wishes, refer a child, and donate at rainbowsociety.ab.ca or get involved as a volunteer. Having a wish come true fills a child's heart with hope and happiness. Visit rainbowsociety.ab.ca today. 